Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation. It is episode 145, an episode ending in five, which means that your fan favorite, Billy Ann Grigg, our chief profit guide at Profit First Professionals, is in the house to get deep into advanced Profit First strategies. Welcome back to the podcast, Billy Ann. Thanks, Danielle. Love being a fan favorite. That just makes me feel good. Yes, of course you are. You you are the number one fan favorite, but we won't tell Mike. All right, here we go. So today's topic is um, is 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 the above the line. Um, and when we talk about above the line, it is um, kind of more like the in between. So you have your your total sales, and then we've got this stuff between the line in the book, it's basic profit first would be the materials and subcontractors expenses. And then what's left is your real revenue or what's in your income account. And then from there is where you do your allocations. So we're going to talk about that, that space that is above the income line above the real revenue number, uh, that you do your allocations from. So, um, Billy Ann, uh, you want to kind of lead us off there? Yeah, sure. So um, there are two pretty common mistakes when it comes to those above the line um, expenses or transactions, if you will. And that's a business owner will either not put anything up there and then wonder why their operating expenses are uh, are so large that they can't cover them or they'll put everything up there and then wonder why their profitability isn't where it needs to be and their owner's cop isn't where it needs to be. So we're looking for this happy medium here. Um, and what we want to do when we're looking at above the line is you can kind of think of it as I'm tying the the revenue to the activity, meaning that um, the way I like to look at it is if I did not have revenue, would I have this expense? Don't overthink it because, I mean, you can overthink it to the point that everything goes above the line and then you're not even doing profit first anymore. But think of things like um, on the book, materials and subcontractors costs. You know, th those are the things that are that go directly into the production or the delivery of your product or service. So, you know, if it's um, if, if you hire a subcontractor to install flooring, you know, so it would be that subcontractor, the amount that you pay them, or it would be the cost of the flooring as well, the tile and what have you. So think of it that way as far as materials and subcontractors costs go. Um, just would I have this expense if I did not have the revenue to back it up? It's not regular payroll. So you know how when you have a normal um, employee in your business, like an admin or something like that, if your revenue starts slowing down, you're probably not going to let that uh, employee go right away. So that's not a direct correlation. There's going to be a period of time there. Yeah, and, and you know, getting back to um, getting back to those kind of, um, you you could have sort of an employee who's a W nine employee. So obviously, a ten ninety nine employee would be a contractor. So that's an easy easy pull out. Whatever work they did based off that revenue coming in, and you owe them money on that. Uh, that comes out of that contractors or you put that into that contractors and 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 when you're when you're putting when you're figuring out what these numbers are 
they they really should be like hard dollars. So it was the actual cost that you had yes. associated with that revenue coming in. It's not necessarily a percentage. You can use a percentage if, if you want. Um, so it, it just kind of depends upon your business. If you have like, let's say, let's say you're a gym owner and you have coaches in your business and they are not, they're not 1099 employees, they're W2 employees, but you only pay them for the classes they teach, then even though they're employees, you would treat them as a coach and such, kind of like a contractor expense. And so you would pull out what you owe the coaches based off the fact that those coaches taught 10 classes that brought in that revenue. So you have to pay those coaches for those 10 particular classes. And then what you do is, is after you bring that money into that coach category, then you sweep that into payroll um, in, in your below the line um, allocations and such. Um, and, and so your payroll company is just pulling from that from that single payroll account to make those payments. Um, another expense oh, associated with sort of employees and such and compensation is commissions. So if you pay commission salespeople, then, uh, you know, again, that's a number that's going to be specific to what the revenue that came in. And so what are the commissions owed based off that revenue collected? Um, and then and again, you're going to sweep keep that commissions number into the payroll account um, so that the payroll company is just pulling everything that is going to be paid on payroll um, out of that one account. So, um, you know, just some, some nuances there and such. Um, and then, you know, in the book, it's materials and subcontractors, a little vague. So we're trying to put some more clarity to it, um, maybe some more advanced tactics on that. Um, Materials can also be referred to as cost of goods, right? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, or inventory. Uh, and then, Billy Ann, what are some other examples of those above the line um, items that we need to pull out of the total revenue number before we get to that net uh, income or that real revenue number? Yeah, um, pass through expenses. So expenses that you incur on behalf of your customer or your client that then you are going to pass through to them. Um, you know, an example that I can think of is subscriptions for software. If you're using software to service your customer, um, that pass through would be part of the above the line. Uh, sales tax is another one. Um, that That's one that you definitely wanna keep above the line. That income was never yours. That money was never yours and never will be yours. So that's above the line. You don't want that hitting your uh, your income for your profit first allocation purposes at all ever for any reason. Um, and then, and then if you're a franchisor, franchisee, franchisee, um, and you have uh, franchise fees that are associated with, with the revenues mm -hmm. or, or however you structure that, again, that's sort of that above the line because that correlates to the revenue typically. Um, so, so having a line for, for franchise fees and pulling that out of your total revenue before you get to, um, your, 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 your net income or your real revenue number to do your allocations from. Um, and then, you know, this is a little bit of a nuance. So, you know, when, when you've got all of these accounts going, it's great because you're getting real clarity. You're understanding the intention for, you know, each of these accounts and, and, and you're seeing what money is, is there. Uh, you're fulfilling your obligations, uh, with these above the line expenses that you've committed to based off of the sales and such. Um, 
Um, but uh, so so you might want to have like a deposit account. So so you the money comes in and it goes into a deposit account, and then from the deposit account you're moving that money um, and 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 sweeping it um, into the materials subcontractors, coaches, if you have coaches, sales tax, if you pay sales tax, commissions, inventory, piecework, whatever, um, that kind of helps you get clarity. And then, um, and then you might also, if you have um, merchant services, you need to leave mm -hmm. a little bit of a, of a cushion in that, in that deposit account. Um, so, so you'll leave a little cushion there. And then after you've removed all those above the line expenses that we just laundry listed for you and you 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 leave a little cushion in there then what is left in that deposit account then moves into your income account and and then that's the the below the line and that income account is what you do your allocations from on allocation day now it sounds like a lot but it's not, uh, and and you know having like an allocation day calculator, which we um, obviously have a basic and advanced one uh, at profitfirstnation.com forward slash one four five for today's episode uh, to 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 kind of help you just get that organized. And when you have it all organized in a spreadsheet like that, um, and and you're just popping in the numbers and such, uh, it literally takes like it takes me no more than three minutes on allocation day. I get the, in, the, the, the balance, um, in our business, um, in our, in our deposit account from our accounting department. I open my spreadsheet. I plug in that number. I see what needs to happen. I get the, 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 the hard dollar commission number from our accounting department. I plug that number in. And, you know, it's really important that you own the financials of your business. And I say you own allocation day too. When I mean own allocation day, like you're touching the numbers and you're driving and you're seeing where the money falls in terms of all of these different accounts and such and, and seeing the allocations happen. I mean, you know, I've got our allocation percentages locked into the spreadsheet. So once that, once, once, I mean, it's so automated. I mean, I enter like a few fields um, and then it nets out the income number and then boom, simultaneously, it's showing me what's allocated based off the allocation percentages into our allocation accounts. And then it's even reminding my accounting department that, hey, don't forget to sweep this balance from owner's pay to the payroll account. Don't forget to move the commission money to the payroll account, et cetera. Um, and so what I do then is I just send it back to the accounting department and they actually do the transfers um, and such. So I spend three minutes, but it's really important. Like I know what our, um, you know, what our balance needs to be on allocation day to, to a good extent. I know what our target kind of like income number needs to be to make all the allocations happen to, to the point that I want to see them happen and such. And so, you know, if something's down, then it kind of raises the flag for me to go back to accounting and say, Hey, um, you know, what's going on is our, is our, is our, uh, our AR aging, um, a little high. Uh, we, I like to keep our AR aging at anything over 60 days being less than 6%, which is excellent for the construction industry. If I mm -hmm. do say so myself. Um, but you know, it, it, that's how you own the financials of your business. You're not in the weeds. You're not doing everything 
but 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 this is how you have to own it because only you i'm on a soapbox now um only you (laughs) can make the decision to save or spend your money and there's only two ways to increase profitability number one increase margin and number two decrease expenses and so if you don't have your thumb on what's going on in your business and you don't own allocation day you don't own the numbers in your business then the money's just going out the door and it's 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 not staying in your business to correlate to your profitability um so i will step off the off the soapbox now (laughs) well Um, and to that point danielle there's incredible freedom uh, and i'm sure you felt the freedom in only having to really know one key number which is the total amount that you have to allocate versus having to keep track of a 50 plus line item budget which you know it's like okay well is that money available is this here you know do i need to reconfigure this that or the other thing you just need to know one number like this is my target this is what i need to have to be available to allocate in order to cover everything like you said it takes you three minutes you plug in a couple of numbers boom you're done you have clarity about what's happening in your business you have that freedom um you know less stress it's just it's a wonderful way to stay on track on top of things without having to micromanage oh my gosh and when you mentioned budget did you see me like twitch and such because that (laughs) used to be that used to be the most painful part of the business was like managing to the budget and and like you said those 50 line items and just oh like tedious not helpful depressing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so so you're you're exactly right there is uh, it is it's it's amazing how Profit First has totally changed just everything. Um, but I mean, obviously the best part is, 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 is the freedom and, and the understanding. And I mean, the icing on the cake is having cash in the bank to correlate to profitability. I mean, oh my gosh, you know, not many businesses have that, but businesses that have implemented Profit First have that from day one because you're allocating at least 1% to your profit account. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and just to, to point out one more time, we're talking about a large business here. We're not talking about a small business. So all y'all out there who might be thinking, oh, well, my business is too big for profit first. It's not. In fact, I would say that your large business needs profit first every bit as much as if not more than um, the small business down the road from you needs it just because of the complexities that come with having a larger business and managing all of the cash flow that flows through the business. So yes, profit first is for businesses of all sizes, including and maybe especially large businesses. And and you know what, I mean, like I would when we implemented profit first, um, I would say our construction material supply business was doing probably like an average of 15 to 18 million dollars annually and we were like we weren't making strides and such and we had a line of credit that we had used and we were just servicing it and it was like okay well we'll just get a big job one day and and that will eventually Mm -hmm. you know just pay it off that one job and such and like that never happened and you know when we implemented profit first i mean it was like just amazing 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 and you know we we i mean i just remember like hitting the milestones of like oh my gosh now we're at 25 million now we're at 30 million i mean you know mm-hmm. to be oh, almost at 50 million dollars um is just oh my gosh like such 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 a blessing and um and and 
and it wouldn't happen without without profit first. I think we would have just still been spinning the wheel on the on the hamster wheel and just thinking, okay, well, something's going to happen, something's going to change, but nothing nothing ever changed. Right. So, um, well, thank you so much for joining us, Billy Ann. So you know, I mean, if you. If you want more of Billy Ann, you need a refresher on Billy Ann. Um, remember those episodes ending in five feature fan favorite profit first professionals, chief profit guide, Billy Ann Grigg. Thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to connect with a certified profit first professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach, then go to profitfirstnation.com and click on contact where you can get connected or you can go directly to profitfirstprofessionals.com. And there's two options at Profit First Professionals. You can uh, find a Profit First Professional, or if you want to be a super nerd like me, become a certified Profit First Professional as well and hang out with a bunch of amazing, great people. Cheers to another profitable day. Thanks for tuning in to the Profit First Nation podcast. We hope you found today's episode valuable and that it's inspired you to take action towards achieving permanent profitability in your business. If you want to learn more about how to implement Profit First in your business and connect with a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, be sure to visit us at ProfitFirstNation.com to download our how-to guides and resources. Remember, permanent profitability is within your reach and we're here to support you every step of the way. So let's do Profit First right together. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts and videos are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.